Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a strange adventure set in the Feywild. Our adventurers have been searching the Feywild domain of Prismere, looking for things they've lost that appear to have been stolen by a hag. They've wandered through treacherous territory and were just defeated in combat by a Herengon, Agdon Longscar, and taken to the home of Bavlorna Blightstraw, the hag. They managed to escape, but they still have to figure out what's going on, find their lost things, and, uh, Find out how to get through the rest of this realm of Prismere and go home, maybe, eventually. I don't know. Maybe y'all don't want to go home. We'll find out. So let us start by introducing our players. Tell me your name, what you're playing, and what you've lost that you're searching for. Let's start with Joe. Hi, I'm Joe Perez. I'll be playing Alistair Hoppleton, a Harrigan now samurai, uh, who lost his ability to have fun or be happy it's sort of all muddled together but yeah he's a he's a debbie downer of a person it's it's awesome and andrew hi i play true shot a dampier arcane shot uh, fighter who lost the ability to come to a logical conclusion and matt howdy i'm playing hippolyta millicent hobbleton also a harrigan uh sister to the 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 ball of fun up front um i am a college of lore bard and I lost the ability to feel shame, although I'll tell you up and down, I didn't lose nothing. So that's me. Uh, well, okay. And if you have been listening for a while, you know, we usually have Anna Washinko with us as Moss. She has had to step out of the game because, you know, real life, time, all of those things. Uh, so she's not going to be joining us moving forward. Her character is going to wander off in her own direction. But uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, y'all all left last time at the inn at the end of the road, a moving inn which travels around outside of the town of Downfall, where you know Bevlorna lives. And uh, you've all had a really relaxing, refreshing night's sleep, a nice bath after having 
trumped through the swamp and been defeated in combat yesterday. And uh, the day is yours. What are we doing? That is a very good question. I will look to uh, my companions. What is our next step? What do we do now? The next step up the hill to the person with the keys. That's where we went last time after the inn. I say we abandon everything we're doing and spend the rest of our time tracking down Moss. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't. I, I don't I, say that. <laughs> um, I I will add that uh, in the common room at the end, there is Sue, who's the innkeeper. She's uh, sweeping the floors, even though they look pretty spotless to you. And while Anna, the player, is gone, I'm going to say Moss is sitting at a table and talking to. Vansel, who is a satyr that was caged up with the rest of y'all after you were captured, and you freed him. Maybe, maybe satyr person Yansel. Yansel was his name. Vansel. Vansel. Vansel with a V. Maybe like shoes. Vansel. Get it? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No, I, I, I don't know what that shoe is. Is never mind. Uh, Maybe he knows something. We could like ask him for information about. Bavlorna and that Haran gone and all that stuff that's going on. I mean, that would definitely be a good uh, information is going to be our friend in this particular endeavor. Uh, dear sister, that seems I've like, a, I'm sorry, two shot. I was saying, I don't know. I've done pretty good without information. You know, actually you have surprisingly. And, and, uh, Alistair just kind of like cocks his head to the side, looking at True Shot. Like that is actually a a rather salient point that he's made. Uh, regardless, though, yeah, more- he did great getting himself caged up. It was amazing. He isn't he isn't dead yet, and that's more than most things can say in this world, brother or sister. Wow, my brain is scattered. Uh, I'm not dead. What's, not being dead is not an achievement. It is absolutely an achievement. Uh, but you are the talker of this group, sister. Perhaps you should do the talking. Um. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'll go up to him. I like sit uh, down. Yes, you he's he's with Moss, mm-hmm. right? So I'll sit down, but I don't immediately yeah. jump yeah. in because he's there talking. Uh yeah, they are chatting about uh just the realm and exploring and the interesting things that are in Prismere and how it was like before the hags took over, how beautiful and exciting it was. Uh, um, not not to interrupt you, um, because I, I am very interested in that whole thing about how this place used to be. But I am curious as to what you can tell us about Bavlorna now. Like, uh, what's she after? <sighs> Why did she have you? Why did she capture uh, them? Well, well, it wasn't so much that she captured me, but uh, I had an unfortunate occurrence where I was bathing in one of the pools outside of town, and I was come upon by some brigands. Who, yes, but the brigands uh, took you to her house, right? Yes, they did. Uh, Bevlorna is not necessarily a friend to strangers in her realm. And uh, yes, it does seem like these brigands take many things and sometimes people to Bevlorna as, I don't know, a tribute. She lets them roam freely through the realm and that uh, really, really violates some rules that used to be in place. But But? uh, he's just kind of shaking his head. I do not know what arrangement they have, only that they seem to move with complete freedom in Bavlorna's realm. But everybody else doesn't? Like, other people are constrained in their movements in some way? Um, well, I would say that usually you want to steer clear of her. And, uh, 
you know, avoid causing trouble, shaking the boat kind of things. If it gets back to Bavlorna, it's... I mean, I don't know exactly what tends to happen to people, but I, I don't get the impression that it goes well. Uh, most of Downfall is run by the Soggy Court, and they seem to be fine. They keep to themselves, and uh, Bavlorna does not seem to uh, bother them or be bothered by them. Uh, the Soggy uh, Court. Uh, I haven't heard of uh, them What before. was that, Matt? The, the Soggy Court. I haven't heard of them before. What can you tell me about them? Ah, uh, yes. They're a group of bullywugs who inhabit this uh, the downfall area. And uh, they are really, they are quite full of themselves. Not not very entertaining people. It's all political intrigue with them. Uh, I mean, they seem to have a new king every week. It's tiresome to keep up. I don't even know who's running the place right now. But... Bavlorna does not interact with them, or they do what they do without really any input from her sort of thing? Well, as best I know, they run themselves and do not bother her, and she does not bother them. I mean, she lives in the middle of town, but uh, to the best of my knowledge, she does not interfere as long as they leave her alone, as long as we leave her alone. And as long as the brigands don't catch up with you and decide to take you to her lair in a cage... You don't, you don't know why they took you to her lair? Like, you don't have any understanding of what the deal is with that? Like, is she... It, was it for her? Do they just use her lair as a convenient hangout? Like, you, you couldn't tell me anything about that? I mean, I'm pretty sure the brigands have their own hangout. And I assume that this, was, that this is some sort of tribute to Bevlorna, but I do not... Uh, I try to stay out of her business. This was just... Very, very unfortunate that I was set upon at this time. I will definitely be more careful about where I choose to bathe in the future. Hmm. Uh, brother, I, can you think of anything you want to know? Because I've apparently run out of anything to ask him, and I don't feel like I'm getting anything useful out of him. No, but it seems like we may wish to deal with the soggy court or entreat with them. I don't know. They don't seem to interact with her, so I don't see what good they would do. But if they run downfall, they would have more information about possibly ways to get in and out. Um, I will say that last time when you escaped, you were hanging in cages on the side of the of Bavlorna's cottage. Around Bavlorna's cottage, there's a large murky lake that's kind of covered in fog and just muck, uh, which you escaped in a boat. There are also clotheslines that are that you saw attached to the cottage that went out to kind of the landmass of downfall. So you got in and out by boat, and you know the Herringons also got in and out by boat. <clears throat> hmm. Uh, it's probably about 50 feet from the nearest landmass to the cottage, so it's not like huge, a huge distance, but there is some distance, and uh, you've, only, you've only seen in your brief time traversed by boat. I am... Not going to lie, I am uncertain what our next step would be. I know that she has what was taken from at least some of us, potentially. I remember that each of you, each of us had lost, the, this is Matt talking, um, yeah. each of us that had lost something, one of the three had it. Yes. Yes. But I don't remember which ones she has. She has mine, um, I know, that, I think. Yes, it was yours and Moss's that she yeah. has. And you, you know that for a fact. Well, it seems to me like we only have to deal with her because True Shot doesn't care. He thinks he does just fine, and I don't care. So you and Moss get your things back, and then we leave. But we also 
have an obligation, I think. It would be the honorable thing to do to put the rightful owner of this realm back in place if we can. That is a very large if. I would rather never be happy again if I could at least know that we left this place better than we found it. And that perhaps no one else would suffer the string of losses that we have. Millicent rolls her eyes so hard. Come, sister. You under you feel it as well as I do. I know you do. Despite your blustery nature. Otherwise, you would have left and left us all there, including me. And you know damn well that you... You're my brother, and I've been taking care of you my whole life. And yet you still freed Moss and Trueshot. Well, they were there. And the satyr. The Vanzel pops up and says, and me, and like raises his hand. Yes, yes. Well, it seems like you decided to do an act of heroism that was totally unnecessary, but yet you claim it to will not. make a good song. Uh huh. Anyway, though, I'm not above pointing out I have an idea for at least how we can maybe level the playing field a little. I'm listening. That Harangon that drubbed everybody you noticed the scarf right that he kept trying to keep it away from you when you grabbed it and it was only when you let go of it that he became more dangerous yeah scarf heals. the scarf does heal that is true actually um yes i did notice that my problem is and i look at my weapon um i cannot fight one-handed i could but i'm not nearly as good yes but now that we at least i think we know his Achilles heel, so to speak. I've never found out who Achilles is. Must man must have had an interesting heel. Um, maybe we can exploit it. Go in at night, perhaps, um, when he doesn't have as many people around. Try and get him one on three, or you know, at least better odds for us. If we can force him to comply, he can get whatever information he has about the Hag, and perhaps we can usurp his position with a group of bandits at our back, perhaps we can then make some sort of deal with Bavlorna. It's the only thing I can think of at this moment. If you wish to become a bandit, Queen, I mean, you've done worse. I don't know if I wish to become a bandit, Queen, but I do know that right now we have no allies. Uh, It's at best four of us against, you know, we didn't do well the last time. Uh, I don't know what else we would do. Uh, I mean, aside from possibly, you know, Going to speak to the Bullywug Council, the Soggy Council? I mean, Soggy Soggies corpse. may rule. I mean, the Soggy Court. I mean, you know, Soggies may rule. So if we go to them, perhaps perhaps they want her gone and would be willing to help us. I don't know. Um, I do know that the bandits have all your things. And I know you you tend to do better when you have your weapon again. Uh, so maybe dealing with the bandits uh, one way or another is a stepping stone. Either Either the Soggy Court might want them gone. Or we can use them to get the Babylon. But it wouldn't probably wouldn't hurt to talk to the Soggy Court, at least find out what, what their deal is, without committing ourselves one way or another. Because we don't know. They might turn us they might turn right around and call Bavlorna up and say, Hey, there's these strangers here who are sniffing around. What do you want us to do with them so that we can keep our fragile peace? I I, I don't know. We run that risk no matter who we deal with if they are in a position of power under Bavlorna, but I agree. I don't really see much choice. The choice really does seem to boil down to soggy court or bandits. Trishot, you've been rather quiet during this exchange. Well, I think I know how to deal with the bully one. What I understand is 
when dealing with a bully, you walk up to the biggest one and punch them to assert dominance. So we could try going to them. I have grown to be very fond of you, True Shot. I hope you know this. Thank you. I just look at my sister. He has a point. I mean, if if we take what he said and we do the exact opposite of it, it might work. So you want to go up to the smallest one? No. <laughs> Although it would, be, it is always politic when picking a fight to pick it with someone smaller and weaker than oneself. But um, I believe that would classify you as the as a bully, sister. And we want to be in, in with the bully wugs, don't we? But regardless, my point is maybe we go and try and not beat anyone up, but try and, you know, make common cause with them if that's possible. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying we can at least ascertain is. I'm not opposed. Moss, uh, I assume you're going to be staying here with our friend. And uh, Moss pipes up, you know, puppies at her feet and says, the more I think about it, the more maybe I just maybe I don't want my memories back. Maybe I just... This land sounds marvelous to explore. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm happy who I am. Maybe I don't need to go on this quest. Okay. And uh, Vansel chimes in and says, "That's the spirit. Accept yourself for who you are and take situations as they come. Live one day at a time." Well, I cannot uh, yell at anybody or gainsay whatever they feel they need to do. So. If this is where we part, Moss, it has been a pleasure. And uh, she wishes you the best of luck, but she's uh, she is staying behind, sitting in the inn. Um, I will note that all of you found, you know, basic weapons, which may have actually been all you had in the first place. Um, Sue had kind of a few things stashed away. So you have uh, basic non-magical weapons, but I, I actually think that's what you had originally. Uh, it was, except with the exception of mine being an exotic weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing exotic. So you have some basic things. Yeah. I, I have all my stuff. I didn't lose anything. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you are not helpless. Your armor was not taken. They just took your pack and your, your weapons. And you have some basic weapons now. Uh, gonna, so true I, shot, you do have a bow. Yeah, I'm going to yoink back my crossbow since... Uh, <laughs> is sticking around here and then going off on her own because that's my no. crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> she won't be running into adventures. If she wants, she can take one of the stock bows in the back. I want my crossbow back. That's mine. <laughs> All right. Well, then I believe at least some decisions have been made. What's the, what can, can Vansel or Sue tell us how to find the soggy council? Um, yes. Uh, Sue seems to know a little more about them. And uh, tells you the current king is Galoop the 19th. And if you go in and ask anyone, they should, uh, they should be able to direct you to him. Uh, it's a very insular kind of society. And they are obsessed with royalty and intrigue and the transfer of power. Um, so if you went in and asked, anyone should be able to point you in the right direction. Well, thank you. And uh, she, al- most helpful. she also tells you they're friendly enough. Not sure I would trust them, but uh, they don't seem to do harm to anyone necessarily. I will point out something that happened a few sessions back that we may not entirely remember at this point, is when you met Sir Tolvar when you first arrived, the fairy dragon from the summer court, and you freed him, he had escaped from Bavlorna in a balloon, and two bullywigs had helped him. 
uh, Wigglewog, who died when the balloon crashed. And there was a Bullywog they left behind named Morgort. But you do know that a couple of Bullywogs, at least, had helped Sir Tolvar escape. Worth following the lead. Okay, names of those two Bullywogs again? Um, <laughs> let me double check. Wigglewog is the one that was the pilot of the balloon that crashed that Sir Talavar was in. He is dead. And Morgort, who stayed behind to cover their escape. Uh, Sir Talavar did ask you, if you ran into Morgort, to tell her what became of Wigglewog and thank her for her help. Alrighty. So at this point, I assume we're going to get our traveling pants montage going, so... Uh, you you did have a bagpipe, so you could play like exo- like traveling bagpipe music. All right, sure. Right? See how I do. I'm just I I'm just saying if you want to, because you did steal those bagpipes from the brigands. Uh, that's an eleven. Uh, you know it's passable. It's not great. It's not awful. So maybe you're learning. You'll get there. Um, so you did leave a boat outside that you'd pulled up on kind of this soggy landmass where uh, you had landed in front of the inn. And uh, which direction do you want to head? Well, we need to go into town, right? Because that's where the uh, that's where the bullywogs are. Yes, the town is to the north uh, northwest of you. Now, basically, I'm asking which direction do you want to come into town from? And you could you could go around and come from any side you would like. But the direction you approach will determine what you see. So you've got to make a call there. The most direct route would be coming in through that channel to the uh, south, which would be directly to the north of you. But the south side of the downfall map. I mean, could we actually get to one of the other two directions? Would we have to like walk somewhere or could we actually get in the boat and go around? Because uh, I mean- you could get in the boat and... You could get in the boat and go around because um, this whole area is a big swamp and there are channels where the water is deeper. There are places where there are land masses and there are places kind of in between where there's a lot of mud. Uh, But yes, if you wanted to get in a boat and go around the side and come in from one of the other sides, you could certainly do that. And all the buildings that are not Babylonia's hut are the town. Uh, Yes, that is the impression you have gotten. Maybe we should go up and come in from the upside, and then we get because there's buildings up there that look like they might be of some importance. We could at least find out what's going on in the town. I'm not opposed. We could definitely try that. All right. Um, uh, so I, get, I will say, I will say, DM Liz talking at the top of the map. There's like a picture of a town that is completely artistic. That is a picture of the town, and under that is the map itself. Yeah, I, I figured that that part up there was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just. Just making sure. Feeling like there's several structures to the like above the uh, Bavlorna's hut area, and then there. Yeah, it's sort of the town sort of circles Bavlorna's hut. Yeah. Bavlorna's hut is in the middle of this lake that's in the middle of town. So I'm thinking if we go up, we can hit. There's one that's sort of directly to the left of the hut, looking at the map, and then there's one, two, three above it. And then there's like one, two, three, four below it. I figure if we go to that one that's up on the left, and then we can go. There's like rocks between it. I think that's some kind of path. Um, so if actually, we go to that let area, me let me just link you the DM's version of the map, which has numbers for everything, and you can just say what direction you want to come come from. Okay, my suggestion is we go to like we've come in where D3 is and then go and explore around like with D2, D4 and so forth. See what's going on. See what the, the, 
the Bullywugs are up to and what they're like and investigate. What do you guys think? I have no objection. I also have no objection. Great. Nobody has any objections. And uh, I will keep working <laughs> on my bagpiping while we're doing it. Okay, so y'all uh, take your take your rowboat and go around town. You come up that channel up to uh, D three on the map, which is a series of step stone stepping stones across this small channel. There's a row of boulders spaced about two feet apart uh, that just come up under the surface of the lake to form a walking path across a forty foot wide waterway here, and um. On one side of the path, kind of to the um, south side of the path and uh, east in front of you, so it's east and a little south on the southern side of this channel, is a um, a big balloon, kind of like the one you saw Sir, T- Sir Tolivar in, though that balloon had crashed. This balloon is still full of air, though it doesn't look as full as it should be. And to the north, there is a hut. So is that the D2 area? Uh, so D2 would be the balloon, and D4 okay. would be a hut. The hut is up on stilts. Okay. Uh, once we get close enough, I guess we'll take the boat up onto the land so we don't lose it. Uh, so yeah, pick a side. North side, yes? Sure. Okay. North, north sounds fine. Are there All a right. lot of uh, bullywogs around if we go towards the hut? Um, you do not see any bullywogs outside the hut. There are a couple of bullywogs in front of the balloon that okay. seem to be, you know, just working on the balloon. Okay, yeah, yeah, the hut. Brother, you think the hut or the balloon? I... We could we could roll it. We could roll a dice and pick which direction you go to. <laughs> the balloon actually sounds better to me. All right. If well, for no other if for no other reason just understanding that uh the small diminutive knight uh escaped in an air balloon. So one would assume that there'd be potentially the other person there that helped him escape. Alrighty, um, then I will start walking towards the balloon. Uh, okay, so uh, let me just remind everyone, in case you don't know, that bullywogs are frog creatures. They're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they have frog heads and kind of spindly legs and arms. They walk upright and uh, tend to speak in a croaking fashion. Um, so you walk towards this balloon, and you see looming above this ramshackle wooden pier is a large balloon that's anchored by four thick ropes tied tied around wooden posts driven deep into the mire. Uh, the balloon's air bladder expands and sags at regular intervals as swamp gas fills it briefly before leaking out through various tears in its patchwork fabric. There's a bullywug standing near the top of a ladder and using a long silver needle and a spool, spool of cat gut to sew up the balloon. And a second bullywug stands at the foot of the ladder to steady it. Huddled nearby are three giant frogs whose tongues snap up passing insects. And as you approach, the bullywugs eye you, but uh, they continue about their work. Greetings, gentle bullywug friends. Uh, is Morgoth uh, around? Uh, Morgoth, that's not a name. That's not a name you wish to mention. Maybe, maybe keep it quiet about Morgoth. She is not very popular right now. Oh, I thought she arranged her balloon trips. Uh, she stole the balloon with a friend, and these balloons belong to Bavlorna. You do not do that. And uh, the other bullywog who's still sewing up the balloon doesn't even look at you, but says, she's imprisoned, awaiting trial by combat. I look at my sister. Trial by combat? 
Ah, well, you know, it's just, it's as good a way to settle things as any way. So. Like, who uh, should be fighting? How we don't involve ourselves in that, but uh, someone, and uh, the bullywig up at the top of the ladder, sewing, still not looking at you, just says, you'll really want to talk to the king about that sort of thing. I try not to involve myself in politics. Stick to my work. But you're the person who arranges for balloon rides then. Uh, or is it just Bavlorna? Maybe. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mostly in the repair business over here. We not just, sure. you know, they tell us to send out a balloon and we do. All right. So um, where, would, where would we find the king? Uh, and they, they send you, they point you in a direction across that waterway and kind of down to the uh, east to D6 is where they send you for the king. All right. Well, thank you very much. You've been most informative. And then you just, they nod at you and croak and continue about their work. Okay. I guess we start heading north to D4. Um, um, so are you, are you heading across the boulders or are you taking your boat back across again? Might as well just head across the boulders. Why don't we keep pulling the boat in and out? All right. I'm fine with this plan. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a row of boulders about two feet apart that uh, form a path. Y'all are going to hop across? Sure. I'm well, going to go across do. the boulders. I'm not going to like use my hop just yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, so what what is your marching order here? I'll go first. I mean, I was going to say I'll be in the middle, and True Shock can be in the back because he's you know shoots people with a bow. Uh, fair, fair. And uh, so y'all start hopping from boulder to boulder, and uh, you hit the middle boulder in this. Uh, in this uh, in this uh, path, and the boulder sort of rumbles and says, "Ungrateful creatures always stepping on me." Uh, who who was the one that stepped on them, or did we all just kind of do it? Uh, I would say that uh, Hippolyta would have stepped on the on him first. Uh, um, the rock sort of sh- the rock sort of shifts under you, and you see eyes and kind of a craggy mouth. I'm very sorry. I wasn't aware that there was a someone to be stepped on here. Um, I'll try to get off of them. Um, make a persuasion check. Uh, twenty-two. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, it says, "Oh, fine, fine. At least you aren't heavy. Some of these, some of these creatures are very bulky. Uh, just, just take it easy, will you?" All right, I'm going to ask, are you a talking rock or just a creature that uh, appears to be a rock? And it kind of makes a rumbling, sighing sound. Uh, I am a Galavdur. I just enjoy resting in this place. Except I'm always disturbed. I kind of feel that these rocks were set up to be a pathway, and that's why people step on you, because they think you're another one to be stepped on. You might want to just move out of the way of the other rocks to, if you want to rest. On the other hand, if you like to be amongst the rocks, that's totally you your know, business. Other rocks are really good company. I mean, these don't talk much, so it's nice and peaceful, except when people step on me, and that's less peaceful. Mostly the bullywugs have learned better. And I mean, really, if they didn't want me here, why not just put an actual rock that they could jump on? They could well, put a rock right here and not jump on me at all. Well, they couldn't put a rock there now. You're there. No one would want to well, disturb you to move you out of the way. I mean, you'd like it there, right? 
I do. Yes. If they if they tried to move me, that would not work. But they could move the path. Ah, it gives another one of those rumbling sighs. Hey, um, well, I'm very sorry I stepped on you. Uh, do, do you have a name? I'm Hippolyta. It is nice to meet you, Hippolyta. I I do not have a name. I mean, we're I am a rock. Okay, that that does in fact make sense. Um, are are there any more of your kind along this path we should watch for? I am afraid not. It is only me and the less talkative rocks. Well, then but we it will. Is ki- it is kind of nice to have a conversation with people who are polite and genial. It would not serve us well to be thus otherwise, since we're the ones that stepped on you. So I thank you for your patience and understanding. Do watch out for the waters, as there are some unfriendly things that dwell there. They don't bother me, but they might bother you fleshy creatures. I thank you. Thank you, yes. I agree. Definitely going to look out for things that might bother fleshy creatures. (laughs) I don't suppose you know anything about uh, this soggy council or court, soggy court? I try not to bother myself in the affairs of these bullywugs. They move fast. They're constantly changing. There's no keeping up with these creatures. And they're always hopping on me. Well, all right. Give a very deep bow, and uh, we will leave you to your rest, and we will be more mindful of where we step on our way back. Thank you. Thank you. It is appreciated. And it sort of sinks down under the water again, just a little poking out. Yeah, I'm going to keep making my way out of here now. Now I'm feeling kind of like mm-hmm. nobody. I hope everybody else is actually a rock. <laughs> is there a way to discern that all the others are rocks? I know it's said just in case. Uh, wow! Make a pers- an investigation check. I feel. That uh, well, is- Hippolyta rolled a six, and Trueshot rolled an eight. Um, so they all kind of look like rocks to both of you. I'm just gonna get over there as fast as possible and hope I don't step on any more Galabders. Yeah, I'm doing. This uh, so all of you make it across without further incident. Oh man, I asked for your marching order and then I got it wrong, didn't I? Okay. Nah, I figured it what, it's fine. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, so now you're in front of a building, a wooden structure that stands on stilts just above the lake. It's you know it's partially on land and partially above the lake. It's topped by a steep conical roof made of thatch, and there's some smoke curling up from a hole at the apex of the roof. Uh, it has windows around it, but they're blacked out, and. Uh, as you get closer, you can you notice that the air carries the smell of burned wood. There's a clothesline attached to one corner of the building's exterior that's hung with a variety of frayed patchwork garments, and it goes off and disappears into the fog towards the middle of the lake. So what do y'all want to do? Well, we know that D6 is where the supposed Bullywood King is, and uh, we, mm-hmm. know we need to go across D4 and D5 to get there. What do we, besides the smell of burned wood, what do we see when we are, you know, here? Like, is there a door? Is there a ramp up? Um, yeah, there's a ramp up to this building, and uh, there are uh, kind of platforms along the outside, so you could skirt outside and go past it if you wanted to. So we can get to the bridge without going inside. Um, yes, you could go up inside the building. There are ramps up, and the ramps connect to like a platform along the outside of the building that goes around it as well. I mean, we 
we know where we're going. I, I, I'd assume we should just go to where we're going. And I was uh, muted let's... that entire time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, we have to go past it anyway. Why don't we just make our way towards the general entrance and just kind of see what's going on. And we can always just walk around the building so we can go towards the ramp that's on the west side of it and just kind of see if there's any bullywogs or, or anybody actually there or if something's going on. Also, if we smell burning wood, if there is a fire or something going on, we might be able to assist and earn some goodwill. Or okay. stop get some food then, I guess. It's, you know, they're probably cooking something. Okay. You head up the platform to the entrance to the building. You peer inside and you see a room that is a charred mess with hazy smoke hanging over piles of scattered, burnt, and broken shelves that are intermixed with whatever the shelves contained. There are wisps of smoke in the air from several spots where there's smoldering wreckage that, uh, you aren't really an expert on firefighting, but you think that wreckage may be about to burst into flame again. And there is a bullywug inside, looking a little distressed. Uh, he's wearing a leather smock, and he's scurrying around the room with a bucket of water, whose contents are constantly spilling over the edge. Um... Do you need assistance, friend? Uh, he he looks up and almost drops the bucket in his surprise. Uh, yes, if you would come in, I these fires. Uh. All right. Well, I'll, we'll absolutely head in. There's no reason not to. Is there a water source in there, or we have to run to the swamp to get water? Um, hang on, hang on. There are. Oh, I should also add that uh, this bullywug is speaking Sylvan, which I think Hippolyta and Trueshot. Do, do you speak Sylvan, Trueshot? I do. Did I make that up? No, I speak it. Uh, yes. So so he is speaking in Sylvan, saying, um, grab a bucket. We need to make sure the fires are out. Off we go. Eh. And so there's a workbench that's the only piece of undamaged furniture in the room with three wooden buckets, and two of them are filled with water. All right. I take a look before I do anything and mm -hmm. see if I can determine what the source of the blaze is. Okay. Give me an investigation check. And it's it's not really a blaze at this point, just, um, you know, it's smoldering ruins. And uh, I don't think a nine's going to so do an, it. At a nine, no, you are not sure what's causing it. You can just see, you know, some of the, nothing is in flame right now. It's just, you see, uh, like embers that are getting brighter, like it's about to ignite. Okay. I don't investigate. I just pick up a bucket of water and toss it on what looks like fire. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hang on. Hang on. Um, make an attack roll. Let's see. These were treated as improvised weapons, which means... Uh, uh, <laughs> ah, I looked this up in advance. Uh, improvised weapons... Maybe unarmed strike. Um, it, it's going to deal 1d4 damage. I was just trying to figure out what you would do as an attack. Yeah, roll roll an unarmed strike, but it's going to do a 1d4. But roll an unarmed strike to hit. Oh, critted. Wow, okay. You know, roll damage. Roll a 1d4. Uh, roll two or just one and double it? Oh, uh, you can pick. I think you usually roll one and double it, yeah? 
It's usually GM's choice. Yeah, you can either roll two dice or you can roll one in dice. It's up to you. Whatever. I rolled a three, so for six. Uh, okay. And, um, um, so as you dump the water bucket over this smoldering pile, you see that there is a, a coal inside, a piece of coal that's smoldering, that's like bouncing around, like it's moving. And as you dump the bucket over it, it goes still and the flames go out, the embers go out, and it seems like it's not on fire anymore. Okay, and there's other fires around here? Yes, okay. Does this actually say how many fires there are? Wow, this is not, this description is not helpful to me at all. Um, I'm going to say there are four fires around the room, and uh, one of them has gone out when you're doing this. Now, I'm going to say now that True Shot has seen one of these things bouncing around, if you want to look around and see if you see anything else like that. Yeah, I do. You want to well, check or what? Uh, well, do do a perception check to see if you saw what happened when uh, True Shot did this. Uh, natural 20 for a 24 total. Uh, yes, you can see through time and space. You saw <laughs> True Shot throw this, uh, throw this bucket of water on a coal that was moving, and then when the water hit it, it went still. And do I see any more coals like that? Uh, yes, there are three more coals or pieces of coal around the room, and they're like hopping around, and wherever they hop, new fl- new, sm- new embers kind of pop up in the woodwork and debris. Okay, I'm gonna use Mage Hand, gonna get within 30 feet of okay. one, use Mage Hand and like grab it, because it doesn't look like it weighs very much. Okay, um, yeah, make, let's say make a, an attack roll, and we'll see if you can actually go for it, because they are hopping around. All right. Um, spell attack. Spell attack. Uh, I mean, they are, they're moving pretty quickly. Okay. I got a plus six on my attack roll, so I'll just do it on d20. Okay. So 13 plus six is 19. Uh, so you send the mage hand out and it snatches one out of the air. Does a mage uh, hand have hit points or anything like that? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so hand. either. Yeah. It's a spectral floating yeah, hand. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I guess you just, you grab it and the mage hand is holding on to it. I mean, it, it can't do anything more than 10 pounds, but it doesn't weigh more yeah, than 10 yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah, this it's is, it's, and it's I'm not a piece of coal, it, yes. And I'm not trying to hurt it. Does it look active, like it's just a piece of coal, or does it, like, is it seem to be moving like a living it's thing? It's moving. It's, it's, um, make an arcana check. Okay. I, I will say that everyone can now see what Hippolyta did, and if you want to make an Arcana check to see what is happening here, you can. 16 total. Sure. I, got Seven. I mean, why not? 17 with a plus zero. Uh, <laughs> uh, very nice. So Hippolyta and Alistair, you realize that you look at these things, they are objects that have been magically animated. They're animated pieces of coal, and they are moving on their own. But you don't think there's any kind of intelligence to them. Okay, um, so there's multiple buckets, right? Uh, there were three buckets, two of them full of water. Okay, I'm going to take this thing and dunk it into one of the buckets with my mage hand. Just going to drop the mage hand uh, into the bucket, and then I will let the mage hand go. And, I mean, it's still trying to jump around in your mage hand, but it's tiny. It's not very strong. The mage hand holds onto it easily. And as it goes into the bucket, there's steam coming out and the embers of the coal extinguish. Uh, there are now two other coals in the, in the room. 
I mean, I assume that everyone and, gets to do something, so I'm going to wait until my brother yeah, gets back. Uh, Alistair, go for it. What are you doing? I mean, we know that dunking them seems to do the trick. Uh-huh. So we have, wait, we have no more water left, right? We have to get more water? No, there's one more bucket uh, with there water is, in it. There, there's one more bucket. And how many of these things are left that I can see? There are two. Well, we're just going to, you said they're leaping, right? They're they're bouncing around, yes. And I, everywhere they hit, new a new little fire starts popping up. Can I try to use my sword to bat them into the bucket? Okay, yeah, go for it. Give me an attack roll. I'm going to use one of my new features, because it's fun and I would like okay. to do this, uh, called Fighting Spirit, where I will give myself advantage of this. <laughs> okay. Because why they, not... They are a small moving target, so this is not easy to hit. I'll just roll two critical fumbles. <laughs> uh, I was I am, about to say it's good you had advantage, but uh, yeah, I, that did I, not help you at all. Okay, so I, I got br- a break story because I don't know what it is about D&D Beyond Dice and the whole thing with like, because uh, I'm currently playing in another game of this that's behind where we are. But dice in this setting are cursed on D&D Beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Florida took all my luck. As you swing and miss, you hear like me pull out the flute and just go. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So it is a swing that wildly misses these things. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It leaps off and continues trying to start fires somewhere else. Uh, the bullywog, who also had a bucket of water, splashes it on another coal, which does go out. So there is one coal remaining. Okay, so there was no um, water source here, right? So I should, like, dash down to the swamp? Uh, yes, you would have to go down and fill a bucket. Uh, you can go out onto the balcony and, like, lean over and fill a bucket if you so desire, because, yes, you are all out of water at this point. Okay, I'll do that do i need to dash or that i can get to the balcony in 35 feet i mean um yeah there's plenty you can easily get get back outside and uh grab some water okay and then and we aren't we aren't doing we aren't doing proper initiative i'm just saying so if you want to go ahead and toss it on something go for it gonna splash again uh that's a 13 uh that yeah that does not hit all right so i'm just gonna throw water on the floor Um, yeah, you toss the water out and it doesn't hit the coal, but it does, uh, you know, douse the fire that was starting where the coal last was. So you just, you kind of, you didn't anticipate the coal's next leap. Um, so, yes, um, Hippolyta. Uh, I'll try to grab this one with the mage hand since it's a cantrip and I can just keep using it. Yeah, you had really good luck last time. Yeah, we'll see. Watch me roll a two. (laughs) Watch everyone roll ones now. Yeah. No, actually, it's a 17 plus 6. So okay, good. It's just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just you, Joe. You're the cursed one here. Uh, uh, so, yes, you send out a new mage hand and grab the coal and dunk it into some water. I was, yeah, was going to walk it outside and put it in the water outside because I figured okay, there's no water yeah. right here. Uh, yes, yes. You dunk it into the swamp and it extinguishes with a little steam coming up as it goes into the water. I, I'm going to turn to our new Bullywood friend and say, and, uh, Sylvan, does this sort of thing happen very often? No, this is, uh, 
and he, you know, wipes sweat off of his brow. And while you're talking, he's going outside and refilling the bucket of water and dumping it over kind of, there are no coals bouncing around anymore, but there are still embers here. Yeah. Still things, you know, threatening to ignite. This was sabotage. Sabotage, plain and simple. Oh my word, who would do such a thing to you? (sighs) Two of our... Two of our own decided to steal a balloon. We've been dealing with this for a day and a half. We put out the fire. The fire comes back. We put out the fire. The fire comes back. I'm going to insight check. I hope this is the last of it. Uh, Yeah, go for it. Natural 20 for a 23 total. (laughs) Yeah, Joe, this, this dice curse, that's on you. You have done something to the digital dice gods. Um, he he seems pretty earnest. He seems really exhausted and tired, and he's covered in soot and sweat, and he's just... He is so done with this, and so annoyed. So unhappy. You oh. did not get any uh, any deceit from him. Oh, I'm, that's, I'm very sorry to hear that. It must have... Why, why would someone steal a balloon? Uh, my, my name's Hippolyta, and I, I uh, hold out a hand in the... I don't know. Actually, I don't know if people shake hands here. Uh, but I say, I'm Hippolyta. Uh, you are? Ah, Ikrind. Duke Ikrind. It's a pleasure to meet such a helpful outsider. Yes, thank you. Thank you all. Your help is appreciated. This has been a terrible incident. I believe they set this fire to cover their escape. So someone was they- escaping? Well, I believe they freed someone from Bavlorna's uh, cottage, which is a very bad idea. You just don't want to mess with that one at all. And uh, they, uh, one of them took off in a balloon, and another one we have captured and put in a prison. She's awaiting her trial. Good riddance, that one. What a mess. So did you see, like, anything? Like, did you, like, or were you busy in here with this fire? You must have been busy in here with this fire, right? You, you were occupied, obviously. Uh, yes, I've been, uh, we've been working in shifts to try and put this out. But it's, we thought we had it out initially, but then it started up again. And then we thought we had it out, and then it started up again. And then we thought we had it out. Ah, uh, it's been terrible. Hmm. And did you notice the moving coals before? Uh, I did, but they're fiendishly hard to hit. I thought we had them, and then every time I think I've gotten all of them, it turns out that there was another hiding under some debris. Uh, he's he's looking around, and I th- this really, he pokes at some debris. I think this may be all of them, finally. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna look, like, to my brother and to Trickshot and be like, uh, sorry, True Shot. I keep calling you Trickshot. <laughs> well, um, as for myself and my my friends, uh, very glad to have helped you. Uh, hopefully, you're you're done. All this burning was will be over. Did, was there anything like here of value, or was it just you know storages and something? Uh, well, this is where we uh, make and repair balloons. Uh, Bev Lorna's very fond of balloons, and so. But they do take some effort to craft and maintain. Uh, so yes, I suppose uh, this is our I balloon factory. Though mm. you don't see anything that really resembles a factory anymore. It's just kind of charred up balloon mess. It's it's yeah, it's all gone. There is nothing left. My condolences. <sighs> yeah. 
Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. This has been very, very helpful. Are you going to see the king? I believe that was our intention, yes. Uh, uh, well, his, I just... Was it Gloop? It was Gloop uh, the 19th? Gloop the 19th, yes, yes. He's very new at this, and overseeing this tragedy does not speak well of his ability to handle a crisis, I tell you. He has done nothing to fix this situation. <sighs> uh, but I suppose one king is as good as the other. None of them are all that useful, really. But don't tell them I said that. Hmm, okay. Um, just out of curiosity, like the situation being the fire here, there's not some other situation he's not dealing with, is there? Uh, well, the fire is a pretty bad situation. They stole the balloon. Bavlorna's not happy about that. And it's never good to make Bavlorna unhappy. All right. Didn't someone get imprisoned for that? Yes, he, the, the person who's stayed behind when the balloon got stolen. Yeah, and where? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm yes. I'm wondering if this person knew about that or who they were fighting. Uh, they know that Morgort was imprisoned for uh, helping to steal this balloon. And uh, as I believe you were told before, Morgort is awaiting trial by combat. Yeah, um, yeah does this um, Bullywog know anything more about that and who, or who they're fighting? Um, no more than the last Bullywogs you talked to. Just that Morgort was captured and imprisoned and awaiting trial. Uh, Ikrind sort of dusts off his apron. It does not help at all because his hands are covered in suits. So it's like he's like trying to brush suit off himself. But every time he does, it just makes it kind of worse. Um, eventually, he kind of uh, goes into one of his pockets and fishes out a brass brooch that's shaped like a fly, which he offers to you, True Shot, since you were the first one to go in with the water. He says, well, if you mean to speak to the king, you may show him this. Uh, it should help win his trust. He will know, he'll know you are a friend, that you have helped us in some way. I really do appreciate this. Many people who come through just ask for favors and do not bother to help at all. Thank you. I hold out my hand and take it. Yep. He hands it over. It's it's a finely crafted thing. And uh, it, like I said, it's shaped like a fly and its wings flutter lightly when it when he drops it in your hand. Okay. I'll hold on to it now since we're headed to the king. Have it ready. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess we make our way out unless there's like something else he wants to talk to us about. Uh, no, he offers no, he has no additional commentary and, uh, wishes you luck in your meeting with the king and starts trying to sweep up this mess. If only I took prestidigitation, I could help with that, but I didn't take it. <laughs> uh, it's always right after you pick your skills that it's like, no, I should have done something different. Uh, so you head out the building kind of around this sort of rickety balcony along the outside, which connects... Uh, to a bridge across the next bit of murky water. And uh, it's a flat wooden plank bridge that spans this arm of the lake. And it's lined on one side by rows of bullywig heads on wooden spikes. At the center of the bridge, there's a small figure sitting with its feet dangling over one side. Uh, the figure appears to be talking to itself in bemoaned tones. Um, but then... One of the severed bullywog heads nearby erupts into a cacophony of voices. Some of them are indigenous, some of them are sympathetic, and a few more distant 
some of the ones closer to you yell, What? I couldn't hear what they said! Um, uh, can I make an arcana check to see what the heck that was? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, 16. Wow, I need to think of something to tell you here. Um, they, they are beheaded heads. They, some of them are starting to be in states of decay. And uh, there's some sort of magic that keeps them animated until presumably they rot away. There is one head on this far end of the bridge that is not talking and it's, it's very rotted away. There's not much flesh remaining on it. Why would anyone do that? I think it's a warning yeah. to say don't use the bridge. Uh, have you have you stepped onto the bridge, or are you just standing in front of it watching this madness? I'm going to try and get that person's attention, the person who is talking to the heads. Um. Well, as you step onto the bridge, the nearest uh, vocal head turns to you and says, What are you doing? And then the rest of them, you know... The rest of them erupt into conversation all on top of each other. And uh, you you are disrespecting the king of this realm. And just all of them talking, talking, talking. Everyone, everyone on top of the next. Uh, uh, Trishot, can you want to show them your fly? <laughs> okay, I'll hold it out. See, or, or actually, even worse than that, I'll kind of like make it like fly kind of over to them. Like, fly <laughs> to a dead body. Ah. You know, the ones, the one nearest it kind of acts affronted. Ah, oh, this, this suggests you are a friend of the current king. And the one next to it says, he is no king of mine. And they just go back and the heads just, they look at it for a moment, but then they go back to arguing amongst themselves. My rulership was the better. I can't believe this weak-willed bullywog has managed to attain power. Are there 19 heads? <laughs> How many heads are there? Um, I will say there are about a dozen heads. Okay. In varying states of decay. Um, as you as you have this conversation with the heads, you see uh, the figure in the this middle of the weird, of the bridge. <laughs> the figure in the middle of the bridge has turned to look at you. At least you think it's looking at you. It um, its head is a gourd. It appears to be a scarecrow with a gourd for a head. It's pretty small, about uh, three feet tall. Hello, friend. Uh, and all of the bullywug heads, which have been chattering amongst themselves, uh, go go quiet and seem to like t- attentively try to listen as best a severed bullywug head can. Oh, hello there. Uh, sorry for the greeting. These aren't the friendliest of, uh, not the friendliest of the people here. I, this... Apologies accepted. Uh, what seems to be the trouble? <sighs> and it sighs and peers. Well, it doesn't have eyes, but it turns its head kind of back down to looking in the water, kind of kicking its legs over the edge of the bridge. <sighs> well, I've lost my head and I don't really have any friends in this place. Uh, so I don't know. I thought... Yeah, these heads aren't exactly friendly, but at least they'll at least you can have a conversation with them. Not not everyone will have a conversation with a scarecrow, particularly one in my condition. Where did you lose your head? Also, do you have a name? I am Alistair. Oh, I am Clapperclaw. That is an interesting name. 
Is it the body of a bullywug? Uh, the thing standing no, in front of us? hang on. Uh, it is not. I should... There's an important part of information I left out. It is a scarecrow with kind of a humanoid body, and its head is a gourd, and uh, its hands are like crab claws. Okay. So maybe that makes the clapper claw name make a little more sense. Um, a tad. Just a tad. Uh, <laughs> uh, where did you lose your head, uh, friend clapper claw? <sighs> Bev Lorna took it. It was a glorious thing. Uh, hang on. It was... Da, 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 da. Uh, no, I got that wrong. Uh, Agadon Longscarf, the brigand. Terrible, terrible thing. He stole my head. Who steals someone's head? Ugh. As as he... And he, you know, shakes his head kind of in sadness. Uh, and as he shakes his head, it sort of rattles. Um... And uh, he talks fondly of his original head, which was the skull of a great stag. I miss it so. This is a gourd. A gourd is no head at all. And in the background, the bullywug heads keep talking, just kind of talking amongst themselves, making commentary on the conversation. Would the gourd be more acceptable if it were to have a face? I mean... Maybe that would be a little better, but it's still not good. Really, this is this is a downgrade from what I had. Oh, from your description, I understand. The previous head sounded rather glorious. I'm simply it, looking to maybe temporarily assist you. I believe we may have, and I look at everybody else, uh, future dealings with that blue-scarfed wonder. Um, and I don't believe that they will be entirely too friendly i will be more than happy to keep an eye out for your skull sentences oh, I would that you could appreciate it sentences you can only say in D &D. Um, <laughs> but uh i could attempt to at least give your gourd an eyes and a mouth for now and you know it sort of brightens up and that its posture kind of becomes more upright and uh kind of attentive i suppose uh, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a huh. rotted, there's a mostly rotted head down the way that's not doing anything or uh, speaking? Yeah, there's a mostly rotted bullywug head at the end of the row. But that it's is it's not only mostly rotted. It's not a skeleton. It's not a skull. It's got stuff on it. It's, it's close to being skeletal, but it's still got some flesh on it. All right, never mind. I was going to suggest right. something, but I don't <laughs> think that that would be an upgrade either. Yeah. Right. What about a rotten bullywug head? Well, see, I think that head already has its own personality, so you don't want to do this. And so, actually, True Shot's going to suggest it's always better to like put the stencil on first and draw it out before carving. Don't just carve in there. That is actually a very good idea. Um, I'll I don't have my normal drawing stylus, but I will take like a uh, a dagger or something like that and do a light scoring real quick before I go in and actually try mm -hmm. to carve eyes and a face or eyes and a mouth. You want an arrow? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I break out my schwalm. <laughs> I break out my schwalm, and I play a little, and I'll give my brother inspiration. Uh, would we okay. say sleight of hand, survival, um, performance? Sure, is also we'll say we'll say performance or sleight of hand, or I would give you acrobatics because this is kind of a dexterous I'll sort take, of crafting thing. Yeah, I'll take the acrobatics and hedge my bet. Um, okay. 
Yeah, it's a good thing I'm doing that. Uh, I'm going to use that inspiration. What is it, a D6? Uh, I believe it's still a D6, yeah. Uh, that brings it up to a 15. Uh, that's pretty good. So you managed to carve, you know, a pretty expressive face with some eye, with, you know, nice eyes and a mouth. And uh, Clapperclaw sort of, he clacks his claws kind of excitedly. And, well, this isn't as good as a stag skull, but this is... This is better. I have a face now. That is something. Uh, it is something. And again, we will, I will keep my eyes out for your glorious stag skull. Um, perhaps you could offer information for us, though, as maybe, I hate to say as repayment, but um, we're strangers uh, from well, a different land. I really must repay your kindness. What, what are you here for? Uh, well, we are, initially, we are hoping to speak with the current Bullywug King, um, but we also- When- Go ahead. When you mention the, when you mention the Bullywug King, all of the heads erupt into angry, angry exclamations about how Gallop, Gallop the 19th is just no king at all, my reign was so much better, just back and forth all over one another. Uh, Clapperclaw turns back to them and kind of clacks its claws and says, hush, I'm trying to have a conversation. And I will add to that, for your own endeavors, we did not say that he was better than any of you, just that he was currently in that seat. I apologize if that upset any of you. Uh, all of them kind of have this affronted look on their face, and they there's still some grumbling, but it's quieted down a little bit. Uh, we also have business with, as you know, Agnon. Uh, and ultimately with Bavlorna. That's a dangerous game. She has. I too am a stranger. I was gonna say. I she too has- am a stranger to this. Help, oh, sorry. No, you no, go no. and I'll go. I was gonna say she has. She has taken um, much from many people. Um, I too am a stranger to this land, so I don't know how much I can tell you, uh, except that Agdon seems to work for Bavlorna. But uh, perhaps I could help you escape this place. That is that is one thing I think I can do that perhaps no one else here can that I know of. It is, it is fiendishly difficult to get from one part of Prismere to another. But I escaped from thither and came here, and I think I'm certain I could get you back there if you were headed that direction. Perhaps there's a way out from there. I don't know if there is a way out from here. I believe that we will be taking you up on that offer at some point. Um, but we must complete our business here. She she has taken my ability to be happy. Oh, that sounds terrible. My sister would Indeed have Indeed it is. My sister would, yes, as you can tell, uh, has very strong opinions about that. Um, try, try being a bard around that. I would uh, very much Clapper like Claude to be just- whole. <laughs> Of Lorna has taken many things from many people. I suspect Agdon has given her my skull. He tr- he seems to take the most valuable of his his capturings and takes it to her. But it's all everything, as best I know, is locked away in her cottage, which is a fiendish place. I am far too afraid to try to enter it. Who knows what she might do? I believe we her should. Sister. Oh, go ahead. Her sister is bad. Her sister is bad enough. I would not wish to tangle with her. I believe that we are going to have to have 
discussions with all of them before our adventure is through. For now, though, <sighs> I think we must continue on to go speak with the Bullywug. Uh, that is, I don't say the word. Um, <laughs> that lies beyond this bridge. Um, and once we are done and have decided what we will do, I and once we are done with Bavlorna, should we survive, we will come find you. I would be very happy to help you. I can only wish you luck with Bavlorna. These hags are dreadful creatures. That is true. Uh, but he points you down the bridge and tells you, yes, the bullywogs tend to hold court in that direction. Uh, the heads continue to clamor and clapper claw, you know, clacks his claws at them and they quiet up again. And he tells uh, Clapperclaw, looks back towards you and says, don't worry about these heads, all the deposed leaders. There seems to be a new one almost every day sometimes. We will have to keep note of that. And I bow deeply. Thank you. Um, he's still sitting, so he doesn't quite bow, but he gives kind of a deep, you know, nod. And his head sort of clatters a little bit as he does. Well then, shall we? And I look at my friends. Let's. <laughs> True shot. I'm <laughs> conclusion and says, you know, you say you lost your happiness, yet the moment you see uh, uh, Gord, you instantly carve it like you uh, do as a kid. Maybe you're finding it as you travel through this land. I wish that were true. No, he, he hated carving gourds as a kid. Oh. You all uh, carry on down the bridge to a, you know, mound of soggy earth. There's a grand marble gazebo standing on top of it. And its white stone is kind of streaked green with algae. The support pillars sort of sunk into the muck unevenly so that the domed canopy is now kind of askew. It was probably grand once, but now it's a little, a little run down. Short steps ring the gazebo, leading to a raised floor where bullywugs dressed in shabby clothing lounge on pillows. Uh, and again, it looks like their clothing was fine once, but now it's kind of been in the swamp. It's a little dirty. It's a little worn. Among them, a harpist sends forth delicate notes that mingle with the murmured croaking of the gathered nobles. On a dais, a flabby bullywug wearing a crown of woven lily flowers sits on an ornate throne with his legs folded under him. He has a large leather-bound book open up across his lap and is mouthing the words as he reads uh, mouthing the words he reads on the pages. Without looking up as you approach, he says, "Have you no herald to announce your presence before King Gollop the 19th?" He slams the book closed as if to punctuate his correct question regarding you for the first time. Sleepy bullywood guards standing around their monarch snap to attention and ready their weapons. A deep sweeping bow from me, um, and then I look to my like sister. Want a performance check? Yeah, go uh, for it. I'm going to lift the schwam to my lips and play as close as I can get to a fanfare because I don't have a trumpet. Okay, okay. That's a twenty-one. <laughs> uh, yes, you play a grand melody that this instrument was never really meant to play, but somehow you pull it off, and uh, uh, Galoop nods kind of appreciatively. And I'll, yeah, uh, perhaps. Go on. I was going to say, and I'll uh, kind of kneel and hold up the uh, fly that I was given. Uh, Gal Gallop eyes the fly and and nods. Ah, I see you are friends. And he waves a hand kind of in that sort of noble, fanciful way. And the guards 
you know, sheathe their weapons, still still at attention, but they don't look uh, no longer threatening. Uh, if I may. Well, perhaps. Uh, yes, yes. May I introduce uh, Alistair of the Hoppletons, first of his line, and the truest of shots. I am but a humble bard. My name is Millicent. We're here to speak to the August Majesty of the Bullywugs, Gloop the 19th. Ah, I see you have manners after all. Well, yes, quite interesting that you should appear here now. May I ask why this is interesting? What seems to be of intrigue to the court? Ah, well, we have had a terrible tragedy recently. A stolen balloon, a fire. (sighs) He shakes his head with a sigh, and there's uh, a half dozen nobles scattered around the area, sitting on pillows. Uh, They've been chatting, but they went quiet when you arrived, and all eyes are on the three of you. Uh, and they sort of murmur. There's a little angry murmuring around, you know, dissatisfied with this horror that has happened. But perhaps, perhaps you can be of some use to me. We are interested in what uh, you might require. Please speak your piece, Your Majesty. Uh, and he inclines his head very slightly, but still. I have acquired this book, which he holds up and... Uh, uh, shows to you, which I believe used to belong to Bavlorna. Someone has taken it from her, and I seek someone who might return it to her with my compliments for having located it and kept it safe. For her, of course. Of course. I believe that that would be something well within our capabilities to do for such a austere court. It would be quite the favor. We should appreciate it very much. I look at everybody, and I will nod, and I believe we would carry that book for you. Uh, I believe that is agreeable. Uh, I understand the rules of this place, and please do not think this uh, as a slight, but uh, as things are done in equivalent exchange, uh, for us to perform this task, uh, what bounty would we receive from your majesty? Well, as you know, only members of the soggy court are allowed to speak to Bavlorna. So I, King God the 19th, would present you with a membership into our court, fine attire to befit nobility of your station. I look at Millicent. He's not going to give you anything else. Might as well take it. I look at your shot. I just shrug. I believe that this would be an acceptable exchange. Glorious, glorious. Um, as as you're speaking, uh, there's a, a bullywog servant who's passing out goblets of wine. And uh, is anyone doing anything with the goblets? I will take it and look like I'm drinking, but not drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same thing. I am not drinking okay. anything they are giving us. I will make it look like I am, but <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sniff it. If I don't smell anything weird, I'll drink it. Um. True shot. You look into the glass to drink it, and you see not wine, but there's a, a folded piece of paper inside. Oh. Is that the case for ours, too? Because we are looking at it. Not, nope. It's just wine. Okay. Um, okay. Then I guess... Um, I um, in the meanwhile, Galoop hasn't been paying any attention to a mere servant passing out drinks. He raises his glass in a toast and drinks... Very well, very well. We are all friends here. 
if you should meet me down the road in our in my fine palace, I shall appoint you officially as members of the court and see that you are tired thusly to be our emissaries to Bavlorna. Right. At True Shot, were you were you doing anything with this with this information? I'm so right. glad that True Shot's the one who got us. Yeah. Okay. So apparently I um kind of drink the wine in the paper and then kind of take the paper out of my mouth and hold that into my hand. <laughs> okay. What are y'all doing? The king seems perfectly happy to sit and chat and celebrate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, oh, I thought he wanted us to follow him to his palace. Yeah. Um, I think we get a book and some clothes. Yeah, unless that comes later. Uh, yes, but um what am I uh, I have an image in my mind that I need to make into words. It's it's kind of a <laughs> bit of a celebration with everyone drinking wine. The harpist is playing music. Uh you know, cheerful like it's always it's always an event when someone is elevated to the level of the court. I will uh, make niceties as I move around and uh, mm-hmm. do do what I, I mean, Millicent and I, this is not, I, I, we're not royalty, but we're not exactly strangers of this type of thing. Uh, so I kind of. Yeah, you do a lot of performing. You do a lot of performing, but we are actually from like a quasi noble family, like. Yeah, I'm upper middle class. Upper middle class, like that. That's the whole samurai thing, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is not uncomfortable. Uh, so I will be making my way around, doing the the niceties and, and everything like that, until I can eventually make my way back towards the the king. Um, and I will broach the topic of you know. So, Your Majesty, it seems that there has been uh, quite the level of excitement in your court as of late. Um, we assisted with the, uh, and I whisper uh, scandalously, uh, only for his ears, as I know that uh, royalty and people that think they are very important uh, love to believe that they are, you know, in charge of all the information. Uh, the fire situation that was taken care of, uh, we assisted with. Uh, <gasps> what what happened? Who would who would do such a thing against uh, what is? And 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 Alistair looks at everybody. This is a wonderful court. Why would anybody wish to to do anything like that? Darkest treason. Treason. Some very unsensible sorts have it out for Bavlorna. We, the soggy court, have no such ambitions. We wish only to live in peace with all. And these traitors have brought shame to our court. Your which majesty- is why, of course... Your Majesty, I, I, a question. Does mm. I understand living in peace? That is the the noblest of ideals for all all that rule and that all that wish to see their people safe. Uh, my family has done such for generations, uh, but I have heard scandalous rumors about Bavlorna. Does she not vex the court at all? She seems to. As a week. I'm sorry. She seems to have quite the impact on the rest of the area. As she keeps to our business, we keep... As she keeps to her business, we keep to ours. We do service her balloons, which is... It is a serious threat to take one balloon. But we keep to ourselves. We wish to only live this humble, simple existence in downfall. As long as Bavlorna enjoys residence in our fine city and harms none of us, we are... Perfectly content to live 
in peace and harmony here. That is truly noble and duly noted. Now that the fire is out in the uh, balloon factory, will you uh, begin to rebuild? We shall. We shall. We shall rebuild so that we can continue to make the highest quality balloons and keep them in good service for Bavlorna. And I will kind of just look at every, uh, look at the rest of the party. Um, now, you said that there was a treasonous person. That seems, uh, well, that must be dealt with, obviously. Uh, how does the Soggy in- Court deal with such traitors? Indeed, indeed. We... Have a trial by combat. Whoever wins the trial may be declared innocent, and whoever loses is clearly guilty. Ah. We have we have captured one of the traitors, and we seek the other, but have seen no sign of them. Was the Morgort? Was that the name of the one that you did not find? Um, Morgort's the one they have imprisoned. Okay, a, a former knight of the realm. Dreadful business. Dreadful. And uh, the court kind of titters, you know, treason, you know, things of that nature. Ah, what was the name of the one that got away, if I might ask? Ah, Wagglewog. Ah. Oh. Dreadful business. Did they, uh, pardon my, my assumption, but I assume that they stole a balloon? Indeed. They stole the balloon. They stole from Bavlorna. The only true thing in this realm that you should not, never do. They stole from Bablorna, and they stole a balloon, and they left fire in their wake. Dreadful. Just, what would they dare to steal from a hag? Uh, out of out of character, real quick. Confirming uh, we yeah. th- that is that is the we found with the the small fairy knight. Yes. Dead, right? That yes. Uh, they were in the crashed balloon. Wagglewag was in the crashed balloon with Sir Tolliver. Okay. Ah, uh, well. So I, but, I think yeah. everyone except maybe True Shot could probably put the pieces together that these people rescued Sir Tolliver yeah. yeah. and uh, made off in a balloon. Wilson actually said, "Who would? What would anyone dare steal from a hag?" Ah, uh, I, I believe it was a prisoner of hers that they absconded with. Oh, well. It, that... it doesn't do to look too closely in Bavlorna's affairs, but I do hear things now and then. I look at my sister and kind of just give a, a very small nod. Well, then I bear great news for the court. Do, do tell, do tell. We are in need of good news, sir. The balloon, uh, well, perhaps bad news and good news, and I apologize. Hmm. Uh, your balloon should be recoverable. Um, we did find it crashed, actually, and I tell them where we found it. Um, and it would appear that your uh, other traitor uh, did not survive the landing. We ah, fa- that is that is good news indeed. We found no evidence of anybody else with them, so I'm not sure what happened to the prisoner. But at least one of your loose ends is tied up. It seems very good. Very. good. Good, we shall recover the balloon henceforth, and perhaps it can be repaired and put back into service. Yes, this is wondrous news. One traitor dead, and one balloon recovered. I thank you again in the name of the court. Uh, and while y'all are having this conversation, kind of, uh, the rest of the court is kind of, you know, picking up the, um... The, the nobles are getting up and the knights, the guards in the area are sort of setting up a procession down towards the palace. 
Um, there is a boon that I would ask of you prior to, uh, well, I shouldn't say a as repayment. The the information is freely given. Um, but would it be possible for us to watch the trial by combat and perhaps speak with the accused beforehand? I would really like to know their motivation. You seem such a wonderful and magnanimous leader. I don't understand why anybody would possibly want to ruffle any uh, feather seems like an odd word. Gills? I don't under- I apologize. Uh, my, and my, I look at my ears. I'm just very used to my own physiology. Um, I would like to know more of why they did what they did. Uh, if that is acceptable. Galoop, gi- Galoop gives a sort of croaking laugh and says, yes, that is a small enough boon to ask. Of course, the trial by combat is always a glorious, exciting affair. And yes, you may speak with Mogort, if that is what you wish. Ah, she is quite tight-lipped about her motivations, but you may have words with her if you desire. I look at my sister in True Shot. I believe we would very much like that. Um, and so at this point, um, uh, Galoop is kind of lifted up in like uh, a palaquin, kind of a, a chair with four like royal, uh, royally dressed you know, guards carrying him at each corner, and you march across uh, kind of a higher landmass that connects this little bit of soggy earth to the next. Um, is everyone following along? I will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, kind of hang back, I don't know, to whoever. I'm gonna hang I back to see what the heck True Shot's been up to since I watched okay. him swallow something and then so, spit it back out. So I'll, I'll say to her, uh, yeah, when I saw that red liquid in a cup, I got real excited for a moment, but ah, it wasn't as good as I thought. Also, it's probably because they put paper in their wine for some reason. So I'll pull out the paper then. Do uh, you mind if I look at that? Yeah. So I unfold it to see what this paper is all about that they drink. Um. So did you follow the procession or are you kind of hanging back We're behind following it? it? We're so with them. Okay. Yeah, kind of hanging back to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So it is a folded piece of paper. Hang on. Uh, it's uh, a parchment. It's written in Sylvan. Yeah, so I, I believe, that. yeah, you can yeah. read that. Yeah, I can too. And it says, find Illig, the Baron of Muckstump. Muckstump. Yes, Muckstump. Okay. At once, the revolution lives with a several exclamation points after it. And that's it. Bear that in mind. <laughs> this is good to know. Um, pocket that for later. Was this written by the wine? Yes, uh, and we should not uh, we should not inform them of that. They may um, they may not take kindly to their uh, wine being liberal. <laughs> uh, so you carry on towards the sinking palace where the court resides, and I will say at this point we will call it for the day, and uh, we will get into the political intrigue of the Bullywugs again next week. Wait, next month? Yes, next month. that's it. Next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time on Wild Beyond the Witchlight, we will have more polit- political intrigue with frogs. It's great. It's all a good time here. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy that. Uh, I'm going to do our basic outro, and then I'll kick it back over to you, Liz. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered 
on our podcast or the queue and an ads-free site experience. Liz, what do we got coming up? Um, well, next week we have another adventure in the weirs with Joe switching over to our DM. And next month, uh, yes, it will be quite an adventure. And next month we should have another game of Witchlight. Um, I'm hoping to drag in a new character too to kind of shake up the dynamic a little and we will see how it works. I am looking forward to it and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.